Joining me now for Locked On Gators is John Garcia, Locked On's recruiting insider. And before we get into it, I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates that you want to talk to. Faster, post your draft for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. And John, we're getting real close to when stuff hits the fan. Uh, <laughs> we're getting real close to it here. And, I mean, at this point today, Samson Okanola is committing because, of course, this is coming out Thursday. So Samson Okanola is committing today. And before we talk about his actual commitment and recruitment, I do want to ask you again to kind of just remind everyone the kind of player that Samson Okanola is because like we were just talking about off air I feel like when it comes to Florida versus Miami or or any school versus a rival it kind of gets lost what kind of player it is it's just I want to get them over Miami and if they go to Miami I think they suck and I thought that all along and that's kind of how things go so uh, before the narrative changes from either side about Samson Okanola, what kind of player is whichever team he commits to, whether it's, of course, Miami, Florida, Michigan State, Alabama, what kind of player are they getting? Yeah, interesting top four there. He told us he was going to come out with the top five, trimmed it to four. Wonder who that school on the outside looking in was, maybe Oregon. But, yeah, Samson Okanola, very good at football. I think, like you said, it gets lost in the conversation, but when you're 6'5", 310 pounds and you carry that like it's 275 and you move like you're 275 there's just a lot to like about the true blindside potential as as a left tackle relevant to Okanola. he has all of the length and movement skills that you want and obviously as a run blocker uh he likes to make pancakes i mean that there's a reason that his, his nickname is the pancake honcho he is absolutely Lower body dominant. He plays with great leverage. Uh, I've seen a ton of tape on of him getting lower than players he's blocking that are two, three, four inches shorter than him. So there's a lot of great leverage, discipline, and consistency with Oak and Lola's game. And then on top of that, great length, great movement skills, which really open you up to more of the modern asks of the offensive tackle position. A lot of zone blocking schemes, obviously a lot of pass protection at just about any school that you go to these days outside of you know the service academies. So there's a lot of balance and just kind of a, a well-rounded game uh, when you talk about Samson Okanola. That's why for us uh, at Sports Illustrated, he's our number one offensive tackle in the country, top five overall prospect. And as it stands for one more day, the highest ranked uncommitted recruit in, in all of, of the country. So there's just a lot to really love about both the floor and ceiling for Okanola. I think there's still room for him to improve from a technical standpoint. Um, and then I think physically he's he's close to maxed out. He looks like he's preparing for the NFL draft as opposed to being a, a college freshman. But there's still going to be some, some toning up to do and probably uh, more strength uh, to, to be added to uh, his strength of, of lower body dominance right now. So I think he's one of those rare prospects, Brandon, where we love the floor and the ceiling simultaneously. And when you have all of those traits with an elite frame at a premium position, you're going to be extremely coveted. And that's why this is the next great Florida, Miami, Bama sort of recruiting battle. Yeah, and I mean, you mentioned it's an interesting top four, which, by the way, we spoke about him, was it three weeks ago or so, whenever he went on his first visit to Florida, and 
I remember he he said to you, he's like, "Hey, top five coming soon," and then it just yeah. didn't, and and then a top four came out uh, <laughs> like like two days before his commitment. So that that was just funny to me. Like once he put out the top four, I was like, he said he was going to do this, but I didn't think it'd be this close. But uh, what is the latest on Samson Okanola's recruitment and commitment, which is of course later today? Yeah, look, no disrespect to Michigan State, but I, I really view this top group as another Miami versus Florida, Florida versus Miami battle. And then just the caveat of you can never, ever count out Alabama, especially this time of year. I know Miami fans have been sweating about Cormani McClain. Gators fans have been curious about Kelby Collins. Anybody Bama kind of zeroes in on late in the cycle, it's very hard to discount them. So while I don't expect Alabama to win the recruitment on Thursday or today, I do expect them to make some noise down the stretch. And there's always a prospect or two we don't associate with them that they inevitably end up winning. That said, this is just the latest, greatest uh, Gators, Hurricanes recruiting battle. Both programs have hosted him twice. Both programs have hosted him for officials. Both programs hosted him for games uh, this year. And depending on when you make phone calls to Gainesville or Coral Gables, you will get varying levels of confidence from both of these coaching staffs. There's almost a cautious optimism coming from both camps at this time. You factor in in-home visits. We know the NIL conversation is, is starting to pick up with him. And remember, in Massachusetts, he can actually make NIL money as a high schooler. Not sure how that will factor into the college decision, but something to keep in mind come uh, National Signing Day. And that's the other thing, right? Where he commits Thursday, is that 1,000% where he will sign next Wednesday, right? So it, it just gets – there's so many layers to, to the conversation. But, again, there's cautious optimism coming from both camps. And there's really two different visions being sold. Florida is like, hey – we're going to run the football. We've got great interior talent. We need that exterior offensive line talent to balance us out and help us get over the hump. At Miami, it's like scrapping everything, total rebuild, and you need to be a part of that. What's interesting about Okanola's approach is clearly he's open to some type of reconstruction when it comes to his college decision. Outside of Alabama, those other three schools uh, have really had ups and downs and, and plenty of downs in, in 2022. So he is one of the few recruits that feels very open depending on uh, on the colleges that, that are looking at him. He didn't just go, hey, it's Bama, Ohio State, Clemson, USC, you know, Georgia at the end. Uh, he, he was clearly open to some rebuilding efforts. And I think there's a curiosity with him uh, that reminds me of, of the most uh, – the greatest personalities of offensive line recruits that we've covered in the last few years. And I think that curiosity is, is good for his recruiting process because I think it keeps the door open – really until the 11th hour doesn't mean I think he's still considering four schools, you know, on the day of his commitment, but I very much believe he could have woken up today and not 100% know, Hey, I'm, I'm going to school X uh, at, at my commitment ceremony. I do believe because of that curiosity, because of long, the longevity of this recruitment, I do believe that the door is still somewhat open for both Florida and Miami, even though it's such a different sell from each program. So will be fascinating. I, I get the sense he's definitely playing his college ball in the state of Florida as things currently stand. I think it would be an upset if, if he ended up outside of, of state lines. And right now it feels 
pretty darn close to call. I was on the phone with a Miami source last night before we recorded this, and there was, again, kind of just cautious optimism. We feel good, not great. And, and it feels the same coming from some of the Florida folks I've spoken with here. So it could it could all boil down to this, Brandon. I don't think Samson has told any coaching staff where he's going, and that is rare in this day and age. Usually it's like, hey, day before, look, I'm going here. Thank you for recruiting me. I hope to keep the communication open, see you in the portal maybe one day. Usually that's how it goes. It, it feels like as we record this, that Samson has not made those courtesy phone calls just yet. And that's why nothing feels concrete going into his decision in terms of who the actual favorite is. Miami, longtime favorite. Florida clearly has made up a lot of ground over the last month, month and a half. Two visits from him and his family. So you really could start to build the argument for either school. Yeah, I'm, and like I told you before, I, I'm ready to be hurt again, no matter which way it goes. I'm, 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 I feel good, but I'm so ready to be hurt. The Florida Gators are now 10-point underdogs against the Oregon State Beavers this Saturday. That number has gone up. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. And I've been using Bet Online for six years almost now. I couldn't be happier with it. It's got so much, not just basketball, baseball, football, soccer, World Cup, thank you, uh, <laughs> hockey, Thank you, Ovi, for the hat trick. Appreciate you the other day. Um, but it, it's got everything, not even just sports. You could bet on TV shows, reality TV, award shows. You could head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn all about the trends and action. Check out Bet Online. It's where the game starts. Um, next up on the defensive side of the ball is Desmond Ricks, another guy who, well, Alabama's in it with Florida, and then Florida's pushing, and of course, DBs especially, you can never count out Nick Saban or Alabama, but Desmond Ricks has a commitment date set of December 22nd, so a week out now. How do we feel about his recruitment and what's the latest on him? This one has felt like it's shifted quite a bit as well. I think LSU's had the most long-standing confidence in this race. I think that is pretty clear, but depending on when you check in with Florida sources and Alabama sources, there is kind of like Okanlola, a cautious optimism i would say there's probably more in gainesville than tuscaloosa at this point even though the last visit that he took was to alabama of course lsu gets the final visit which is probably reinforcing some of that lsu buzz uh, but i do think that there's a strong uh, you know possibility florida stays in this race and, until the end and, and finishes no worse than second it could become a classic LSU Florida battle for a Corey Raymond target, which is perfect from a journalistic standpoint. Uh, so yeah, I'm curious to see how that LSU official visit goes. Um, the, the Tigers and Brian Kelly are bringing in a lot of commitments for that final weekend to help uh, reinforce uh, the message and the, and I guess not the rebuild anymore, the uh, SEC West title defense all of a sudden, which is still kind of weird to say. So again, both both programs borderline desperate for corners uh alabama too alabama has no pure corners committed in this class um but florida and lsu in particular have lost a ton of dbs to the portal uh early graduation the draft all those things so um there's there's no shortage of desire coming from from each of those camps and obviously when you're talking about the gators perspective great db hall to this point but that icing on the cake recruiting win on, on that side of the ball hasn't quite happened just yet right you know there's there's been a lot of candidates 
but you haven't hit that final apex from, from the defensive back position in particular. Of course, the Cormani McLean miss and, and different developments thereafter. So I think optically you'd like to win with Desmond Rex, but I think LSU could be more desperate for that pure corner in this class. I think Florida's got a couple already verbally committed. How does that factor in? But I mean, it's an IMG kid, so I'm sure he's not worried about competition and who else is there. But just me casually, those are some things that I think about in terms of how much emphasis is being put on, on the need for, for our Desmond Ricks. Uh, although, of course, all three schools would certainly uh, take him in a heartbeat. Yeah, and also on the defensive side of the ball, but now down to the line is Jordan Hall, number three. Um, he, he also commits the same day as Desmond Ricks, December 22nd. What's the latest on him and his potential commitment? Well, as of right now, visits are done. So I think this is pure evaluation mode for Jordan. He took the Georgia official visit. Uh, he's taken the Florida official visit recently here as well. There were a lot of schools trying to get involved at different points, Florida State, Alabama. But this is still, to me, feeling like an old-fashioned Jacksonville battle for, uh, you know, for Jordan Hall. Um, I think Georgia's done a really nice job more recently, I think Florida's been in that mix longer than most. Georgia got the last visit to campus, but Florida got the last home visit, uh, which I do think is very important. Uh, it really does feel like there's still evaluations to be made in this recruitment. Uh, obviously, when you look at Georgia and Florida, just from a, a recruiting perspective, a lot more opportunity at Florida on the front end. How important is that to Jordan Hall relative to development and and building long-term for, you know, what's been the best and most talented defense in college football the last few years uh, up in Athens. You know, I think that's really the contrast that, that, that he's looking into. Do, do I want to be, you know, looked at as a Jalen Carter type who gradually gets in there and becomes a star, or do I want to be a Gervon Dexter who's like jumping right in as a true freshman and having that, that potential impact. Uh, he's built a little bit like him as well, which is interesting. So, both Floridians, both paths to the NFL, both of them are going to get drafted pretty darn high in the next few months, uh, but different paths. So curious to see how Hall goes down that path in the 11th hour. Uh, I do think, again, Bama's in it, but probably on the outside looking in at this point, much like we've said with with Ricks and Okanlola, but you just, again, you never you never quite count them out, but I do expect Hall to, to be a Gator or a bulldog when all is said and done. That one again, kind of like Oak and Lola, very close to call. Georgia, more longstanding buzz. Florida has has made up ground there recently as well. So it's it seems like I'm saying the same thing as I say it out loud here. Um, so you, you you've got a puncher's chance or better for a lot of these big time recruits. You got to hit. You got to hit on on at least one or two of them down the stretch. Even though the class will still be top ten, it'll still be a very strong group overall. We know optics and perception and momentum is very important in recruiting. And look, this was the time of year last year where Billy Napier, Napier started hitting home runs. He started upsetting other schools in, in some of these recruiting wins, you know, Shamar James and, and um, a couple other players. Uh, so I think that's where that closing mentality needs to show up here one more time. Although, again, there's some commitments you're trying to hold off other schools from as well. And that's important to bring up uh, in the end. You guys know I like to be a bit of an open book here, so this one touches home with me. I lost a teammate of mine in April 2021. When you're hanging out with friends and putting back a few drinks and a few becomes too many and 
As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. You're like, I live nearby. I'm a good drunk driver, which doesn't exist, by the way, that you can make it home. It's no big deal. Everyone knows the risks of drunk driving. And like I said, I had a teammate in April 2021 that passed away. He was 24 when it happened. It really sucked. Um, But The results are often tragic and often deadly, but that doesn't stop people from getting behind the wheel, especially during this holiday season. They drive under the influence, and that's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives, drive sober, or get pulled over. Yeah, um, I just know that I, I keep thinking back to, I think it was late July when we had like John Walker committing and Jakeem Jackson, there's a bunch of names where I was like, okay, Florida could make a lot of noise. And I forgot the exact date, but it was like, there were three or four names all committing. And then Florida walked away with one of them. And I was like, that's underwhelming. Um, Just because we were like, oh, we're a hat on the table for all of them. What if they all want to play in games? And then it was just Jakeem Jackson. Well, we'll see on Walker. We'll see on Walker. Yeah. Florida's fighting for John Walker still. Um, but there's two more kids to talk about here that are also committing next week, December 21st, Quaver, saw James Smith. We've talked about them incessantly and we are going to continue to do it. But I know that, uh, I know at least what I've seen lately is like buzz towards Bama, which I'm hoping doesn't happen, but (laughs) James Smith, what's the latest on them? Well, you know, Bama's not going to strike out, right? I mean, this is, you know, these are two. Montgomery, Alabama natives that are a package deal that certainly have a spot at, at all their schools down the stretch. Same schools we talk about with Jordan Hall. It's 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 Georgia, it's Alabama, it's Florida. The difference here is that they've got Auburn in the mix. Um, but interestingly enough, since the Auburn coaching change, they haven't made it to campus, and they actually have an open weekend this weekend in terms of the ability to take an official visit. Hasn't been filled yet. Um, and they're allowed to take two to Auburn because they made a coaching change, but that hasn't been confirmed, you know, two days out. And I think that's good news for everyone else in this recruitment because there was always this sense that Auburn was going to hang around in that recruitment. They visited Auburn more than any other school. It's 45 minutes from Montgomery, closest school in proximity by far. There was just a sense that Auburn was going to hang in, and if Auburn was going to splash, it was going to be with with that package uh, deal uh, and D line duo. Doesn't look like it's going to be the case at this point, which is good news again for everyone else. I think Florida head-to-head with Auburn and Georgia has done the best job in courting both of these prospects. I remember when they visited for Friday Night Lights, it was totally a wild card, puncher's chance type of deal at that point for Florida. You're running fourth, fifth, maybe sixth at the time because Ohio State, a couple other schools were involved. And now you can make the argument that Florida is at worst number two for both of these guys. And I think that that speaks to the job that the entire coaching staff has done. Um, Florida has always been a factor in the Montgomery area. It, it just kind of is what it is uh, at this point. And, and there's a lot of love from those close to Rousseau and Smith uh, for the Gators coaching staff and, and program as a whole. All that said, Bama has been a hat on the table for a lot of the kids we're talking about here. This is where they're, they're going to make their their final mark, in, in my opinion. Um, again, no visit set here at the end, which means last weekend's Alabama official visit was sort of the last stop for both uh, of these recruits. Uh, again, uh, there's a, a re 
there's like a, a a double down galvanized feel from Nick Saban anytime Bama doesn't win the Natty, and obviously they they're not going to qualify to have a chance to do so this year. So naturally, it's the number one recruiting class that's only going to get stronger here in the next six or seven days. So I do think those are the two most likely additions for Alabama now that they've got Keon Keeley already on board. Uh, and the absurdity of, of their defensive line class will continue with Rousseau and Smith. But we'll, we won't know for sure uh, until that 11th hour. And again, Florida has moved up more than any other program uh, in, in this recruitment. I, six months, 12 months ago, I would have told you, hey, Bama Georgia battle. Good luck to anyone else in that race. But now Florida has positioned itself as probably the number two team in the race for these guys. And I think anytime you're in that spot, you've you've got that puncher's chance. Uh, e even in the state of Alabama, much like we saw last year with with a Shamar James who felt like he was a lock for Alabama once he decommitted from Florida the first time. Yeah, uh, the Shamar James one was really fun because I had spoken to him when he initially committed and then when he decommitted i was like oh man that sucks and he's like that defense is that he's like that defensive staff is wild um, and so so that was a really fun one but uh yeah you mentioned when alabama doesn't win the college football playoff or they don't win the natty or whatever it might be they tend to come back with fire uh last time they missed the college football playoff was 2019 it was the only time they missed it prior to this one and that was a class that brought in Bryce Young and Will Anderson <laughs> and Drew Sanders and, and Brian Branch and all these insane names. So I'd imagine they're about to go a little little crazy at the, uh, at the end here and, and kind of solidify themselves. But thank you so much, John. This is John Garcia, Locked On's Recruiting Insider. Catch him all throughout the Locked On College channel and on Locked On Gators twice this week. I believe we have uh, later in the week as well. Yes, sir. It should be uh, very fun, very busy all at once, uh, and I'm here for it. Let's do it.